Today's podcast is brought to you by Something Blue by Anita Kay, specializing in wedding and event photography. Visit her page on Facebook. For those in love, capture those memories with Something Blue by Anita Kay. So fuck you and fuck your baby and fuck your wife. <laughs> Why fuck them all? Does he have headphones? Understand. We're recording at a barbecue gas station. We're not pausing this to put a baby in there. So, uh, so you can just stop it, right? You're half drunk and high oh, trying to read a map. Right, here we go. We're literally... We we're on the edge of the Grand Canyon. That's my whole job when I'm on the road is protecting my butt. Stoner! And the fat man. He says, man... You really need to turn your life around. Fuck you, Mark. Mark, pull up this <laughs> Hello, folks, and welcome back to the Unbridled Enthusiasm podcast. I'm your host, Mark Poulos. As always, it's good to be back. I am uh, currently doing a one-nighter in East Grand Forks, and... Not gonna lie, went a little brutal tonight. Only had nine people show up. And I don't know if anybody has ever had to do those small shows for small crowds, but they're not the best, that's for sure. But uh, So on the podcast today, I thought I would talk about something that uh, some people may not even understand because uh, I'm going to talk about a radio show called Bob and Tom. And uh, it's syndicated all over the country. I think it's pretty close to uh, the number one syndicated radio show out there right now. But uh, they're not in all markets. So if you're not in a Bob and Tom market, you uh, you probably won't understand this podcast. But uh, I'm sure you'll probably enjoy it. It's kind of an inside look on the comedy business if uh, that interests you at all. So a little history on the show. The show is a morning show. It's a comedy morning show. Uh, Bob and Tom, the two guys that started it, they brought in um, a cast of characters over the years. Now the show consists of Bob and Tom, uh, Chick McGee, who's on the sports desk, and uh, Chrissy Lee, who does the news. And uh, they are hugely comic-friendly. Like, they have made countless comedians' careers by uh, getting behind them and promoting them and uh, putting together these uh, stand-up comedy tours, putting out comedy albums with their favorites on there it's needless to say next to uh i would say it's the letterman of radio like to get on bob and tom and to have them get behind you and promote you it's a huge friggin deal and any comic who's a comic has tried their entire career to get on the show and uh thankfully uh you know, luckily, I had the ability to be on the show five times, which uh, is pretty amazing, even thinking back to it. Obviously, I hope I'm able to be on more in the future. But, uh, so basically, my history with Bob and Tom, um, 
So they do the morning show from Indianapolis, and usually if you play one of the clubs in Indianapolis, uh, whether it's Crackers or Morty's, um, you'll probably get to be on the show at some point that week if they decide you're somebody that that they want to use. So I think it was like early 2007 I got in with uh, Crackers Comedy Clubs in Indianapolis, and I just assumed once I got in with those comedy clubs, like it'd be a done deal that I'd be able to get on the radio show. And I went to Indianapolis probably like five times with no whispers of me even getting on the show for a small time frame or anything. So the next time I came back, I made a comment to the lady booking it saying that obviously I would be really interested on in getting on Bob and Tom and being a part of it and you know, she gave me the normal spiel, like, everybody wants to get on Bob and Tom, and I'm like, yeah, well, go fuck yourself, but, um, so, I'll never forget it, it's, uh, pretty ingrained in my brain, my, uh, my dad had passed away, and, uh, you know, my mom needed a bunch of help around the house and stuff, and, she ended up uh, finally biting the bullet and getting this uh, knee replacement that she really needed to get done. Insurance was covering it and everything. So she got the surgery done and she was going through um, these physical therapies to work on the mobility of her new knee and everything. So um, me being a stand-up comic and you know, having all this free time, I was able to be the one to drive her back and forth to these therapies, so I was driving her to uh, therapy, and she got finished, and I got out, and um, my phone started ringing, it was the ladies, at, the lady at the comedy club, and she said, listen, if you're here tomorrow morning at 6 a.m., you're on the Bob and Tom show. I looked at my clock, and it was about 3 in the afternoon, and it's about an 11 hour drive from Minneapolis to Indianapolis and you lose an hour so it's basically like 12 hours and I looked at my mom who's been like an amazing fan of what I do and uh, it's just amazing the support that comes from her and she just looked at me and she goes you gotta go and I was like, holy shit. So I cruised her back home, kicked her out of the car, literally uh, grabbed my suitcase and my backpack, threw it in the car, and I started heading towards Indianapolis. And I got there in time to do the show, but of course I drove all through the night, no naps, just wired off my ass on coffee, I get there, uh, I'm able to at least pop into the hotel room, you know, shit shower and shave. Back downstairs, she picks me up, we head over to the studio. And she's prepping me on the way, like, what they like, what they don't like, you know, because it's a huge deal. Like, their listenership is, like, in the millions. So, like, if you do a good job on Bob and Tom, like you've got the opportunity to get tons more fans and make more money and all that jazz. So it's pretty nervous to say the least. So she's prepping me that 
you know they like when comics do uh, material but they want it to be more personal so they can find out more about you and then uh you know that they love callbacks like if you can remember like jokes from earlier and bring them up and slip them into the conversation that they find that hilarious for some reason and uh you know once they feel comfortable with you you know kind of feel comfortable like interjecting funny things when you you want and but just try not to like step on anybody's toes so needless to say i was i was shitting my pants that i was going to be on the show but we get there it's like a nondescript building they put me in the green room and it's like tons of drinks and food whatever you want and you know they hit a couple breaks and like christy and chick come into the the break room and they introduce themselves and then tom came in and he introduced himself and they're all trying to you know make me relax and whatever so this lady tells me she's like she's like so you'll be on for about 20 minutes so like do the best you got like hammer it away and uh and then they'll cut to break and then you'll be done and then you can go back and go to sleep and i was like oh thank christ so i go in there i sit down they do some news bits and stuff and then they come to me and i had to write down like six what they call lead-ins in the radio business where you put down like a question that's going to lead to material you know like well we hear you just got back from las vegas tell us all about about that i hear you got a baby at home what's that all about used to work at a casino that sounds crazy tell us a little something about that you know but the nice part about bob and tom is they're like that's a normal like shitty small town like radio interview you write those things down and they just read them verbatim like they don't do any kind of improv or anything they're just like you were on an airplane today i'm assuming there's something funny that goes along with that continue you know but the problem with with them, with Bob and Tom, like, seeing your lead-ins and kind of, you know, they, they make it their own. You know, sometimes I got lost on what exactly, because, you know, he wasn't asking me the question directly that I wrote down, but he's kind of getting to the same destination, but it kind of confused me a couple times. So anyways, I wrote these six things down, and uh, and the lady had told me, like, they burn through the lead-ins like really quick and then and then they're just going to start asking you questions about your life and you just got to be funny like you got to go off the cuff and everything and i swear to christ it was like they ran through my six lead-ins in like a minute and a half and then the rest of the interview was just me off the cuff like trying to be funny and uh it was pretty rough but we got to the end of the 20 minutes and i was like oh my god thank god i'm done so they go to commercial break uh and nobody kind of came up to me and was like you know you're finished you can leave so i was like i don't know if i'm supposed to get up or whatever and then you know i sat there for a while and i was like i should just probably leave so i started to like gather my things and they like all come running back in sit down in the chair and they're like we're back still talking to mark pulos and i was like oh shit i guess i'm still here 
I had burnt through like all my best shit the last thing so they're asking me more and more questions and trying to be as funny as I can trying to do callbacks to material earlier in the show trying to hang in there and I was just like oh my god so uh then they went to the next break and now I've been on the show for like an hour and I'm like oh my god so in the commercial break like I found out that like all the other guests that were supposed to be on the show that day canceled like it was really shitty weather so the other like two comics that were coming in they didn't make it and they were supposed to have a couple call-ins but the phones were fucked up because of the snow so I was the only guest and I was like oh my god so they were like scouring the internet for like info on me and stuff and people that listen to my podcast they know that I started out as a guitar comic but I put it away but Tom like found my guitar stuff online and he was like oh my god and that's another thing about Bob and Tom is they fucking love guitar comics like they have made guitar comics careers like Rodney Carrington Tim Wilson Haywood Banks um Henry Phillips um they fucking love guitar comics and i'm just like and he goes oh my god you're a guitar comic hell yeah he goes go in the studio and play a couple songs for the producer and we'll get one of them on the air so uh as i've said before in my older podcasts about my funny songs they're not that good okay i'm not gonna lie i know how to play the guitar but i don't know how to play the guitar well so most of my songs are kind of funny for a couple minutes but they're not at the level of like a henry phillips or a haywood banks or a stephen lynch type of funny song so i was like shitting my pants again like i can't play a really shitty funny song on the air because like it's going really well right now and if i come out (laughs) and play some horrible funny song like i'm gonna get the boot because like i heard all these stories about bob and tom and like how rough they can be on guests like the old adage was if they like you uh you know you'll be on the show for like a break or two um if they love you you'll be on the show all day and if they hate you you'll be on the show all day but they won't allow you to say a word and there's like so many like funny stories that i heard about the bob and tom show like uh doby maxwell was on there one time and i guess he pissed him off so much that they threw him out of the studio and he forgot his jacket and they hated him so much that they wouldn't even allow him to come back and get his jacket like that's how much they hated him and then there was another comic i can't remember what her name was but i guess she went really like feminist and political on the show really quick and like tom and bob just shut down and they were like they turned her mic off and and she kept asking in the break like should i leave her and they were like no no we'll get to you in a sec and they just kept fucking with her and like didn't say anything to her and just made her sit there the whole show and it was just like oh my god but I think the best story of all time, uh, there's this comic, and I I feel like he's from the South, but uh, I could do almost an entire podcast on my relationship with this guy, but uh, his name's John Wesley Austin. He's a guitar comic, a Southern comic, and uh, 
his big like he does funny songs on the guitar and his big funny song hit was uh eileen my one-legged girlfriend was the name of the song so there's this classic story that uh they had a comic on the show um that had lost his leg for some reason so he was sitting at the console and they brought wesley in and uh so there's a bunch of like hubbub of trying to get this one-legged guy out of the studio like he had to be transferred to his wheelchair and like whatever and uh i guess tom said to to wesley austin like you know we got some commotion in the studio why don't you play a funny song and uh you know we'll get to uh interviewing after that and uh he was like all right let me play a little tune for you here it's about my new girlfriend so he starts playing it and they're all like smiling and everything and then he gets to the chorus and he's like Eileen, my one-legged girlfriend and their faces just go all white and he gets finished with it and there's like no noise at all and tom just goes we'll be back right after these messages and when they came back he was gone they just fucking kicked him out and they were just like dude anywho so i'm in the studio and i'm in there with the producer and he's got a guitar and he's like all right play play some funny songs for me so i start playing stripper mart which i felt like at the time was the best funny song i'd ever written and uh he's just kind of like nodding his head and smiling and then he goes uh when does it uh when does it like kick in and i was like it doesn't really kick in it just kind of meanders around and he goes yeah but where's like the chorus people can sing along with and i was like there's not really a chorus and he goes i don't know and i said can i be completely honest with you i'm like my funny songs are horrible i mean they're not that good and i feel bad that they want me to play a funny song but i feel like if i play it it's gonna ruin everything that i've built up today so he goes okay well we'll just tell him that it's too dirty for the radio so i was like oh thank god so I'm back out there and they asked me about it and I said it's too dirty for the radio and he's like oh you can't even like you know bleep yourself or whatever and I was like nah it's pretty bad so they're like all right well check out Mark's funny songs and blah 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 and I was like oh thank god so I end up being on the show for like the entire time I was on there for like four hours and like the last couple hours I was so tired like I didn't say anything and that's the thing about the Bob and Tom show sometimes it's like you know they recycle through like a lot of the news stories again and again they kind of hash over um the same jokes over and over again because you know the show's on for four hours and certain people tune in at different times so they're just kind of like rehashing a lot of shit and i just lost the inspiration i was just like i don't even know what the fuck to talk about anymore um so I got done with the show and I found out that uh, they had some kind of contract with WGN television and they were broadcasting the radio interviews on the TV and I was like holy shit so I found out that that interview was going to be on WGN America like nationally so that ended up being my first national television appearance and I was so grateful to my brother 
he stayed out because it was like a shitty time slot it was like two in the morning the show came on so my brother stayed up all night and he woke my dad up at 2 a.m and and they sat and watched me on national television and uh still one of the greatest moments of my career but uh so then the next time that i so what's funny is like the first time i was on there uh tom was talking about um like his morning breakfast routine like and i just found it so funny like he would like take a bag of shredded wheat and hit it with a hammer until it was just like you know dust and then he would mix it in with his morning like shake or whatever and i thought it was like the funniest thing ever so over like the course of the five times that i was on the show i always brought that up i would always slip it in about him beating the shredded wheat with a hammer and he thought it was like the funniest thing ever and like um i would try to do little things like that when i would go back on the show i'd remember like little callbacks or whatever and and bring it up and 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 they'd always be pretty uh receptive to that and when i started dating my uh my wife um i'm like horrible off the cuff like sometimes and i was on there one time and they're asking me about my my girlfriend and i was doing i was still doing all this material about dating single moms so i'm like oh yeah she's a single mom she's got this kid he's great blah 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 and whatever and people were like contacting my wife and like what the hell is he talking about and my wife's like texting me like what the fuck are you talking about and i'm like i don't know i'm dying in here i'm trying to survive i'm making up so much shit and my my convoluted stories are running into each other they make no sense so the next time i went in there i had to say i broke up with that lady and now i was dating my actual wife and it just got fucking out of hand and it turned out that time Christy Lee was dating a guy named Tom. And uh, I got a really funny joke in at that point about, uh, like in radio, they have something called the dump button. And basically what it is is it's like, you know, uh, um, a life vest. You know, if somebody says, fuck, that can't go out over the air because the FCC is going to find them or whatever. So they have this thing called the dump button. And they just hit the button and it just kind of like dumps the show and and comes back after the swear word so uh they were making all these jokes about how she was dating a guy named tom and she had to keep saying no not that tom like i'm not dating tom from bob and tom i'm dating a guy named tom and i said you know is he in radio and she said no thank god he's in some other business and i said it'd be kind of funny if he wasn't radio you know he'd have his own personal dump button or whatever and they went off on that for like a half an hour but it's just such a weird scenario in there because like every time i've been on the bob and tom show i've felt like things have been going really well and then towards the end i feel like i fizzle out and then it just ends awkwardly where they're like all right well thanks for being on the show and the uh the first like two or three times that i was on the show when i was done they would hand me this like bag of merchandise it was usually like a couple cds and a t-shirt and a hat or something like that and i was so poor the first time that i was on bob and tom i literally 
took that bag of stuff, went back to my hotel room and put it all on eBay and sold it within a week and made like 40 bucks or something like that. And I did that the next couple times too because I was just like such a poor comic trying to make it. Um, I'd have to say one of the most awkward times that I was on uh, Bob and Tom, I was uh, opening for this comic named Michael Loftus and uh, he's just a total dick, man. I know some people like him, but he was just an absolute asshole to me. Um, and I think it all started because um, I was opening for him, and they only really had space for the headliner. So they asked for him to come with and do the radio show to promote it. And then they found out that I was opening for him, and I was like one of their favorites at that point. So they were like, well, we have to have Pulos on too. And he kind of felt like I was taking away his thunder. But he kind of did it to himself. Like we went on the show together we're talking about some stuff or whatever and and bob had asked loftus a question and he went off on some kind of like talk about the u.s budget or something and uh and he had this analogy about um like if you took the u.s debt and made it dollar bills that it would wrap around the earth like a hundred times or something like that and everybody's just sitting there listening to him real intently and his point went nowhere and it just made no sense and it wasn't funny and uh tom literally was like huh anyways mark tell us about your new baby or whatever and i think after that he kind of was uh a little pissed off that uh that i was on the show with him but uh yeah it's always been a good time they uh they always make fun of the fact that i'm a giant fat guy and that i can't fight and all that kind of stuff and it's led to a lot of cool opportunities like i got to do a uh i got to do a road gig um like the friends of bob and tom and uh it was a really fun time christy lee was hosting it and and she tells me all the time like i'm one of her favorites on the show and and you know she loves when i get to be on the show and stuff so you know it's it's one of those things where you kind of want to be in the realm obviously you want to be in the realm of like uh greg warren or bob zaney or uh um donnie baker just these large larger than life icons that are from the bob and tom show because uh you know it's it's real money it's big money and and the show is really popular and you know people love those guys from the bob and tom show and it's with good reason because they're really good people you know and they uh they treat you good and and if you end up being one of their favorites you know they can really push you into the stratosphere i remember i think the first time i went on there i hadn't uh signed up for twitter um but the second time that i did it i had signed up for twitter and i literally had like 16 followers in the morning when i went on bob and tom and by the time i'd gotten back to my hotel room after my second visit on the show i had like 
200 followers or whatever, which I know, you know, people are like, eh, 200 people, that's nothing. But, you know, for me, it was huge at the time because, A, I didn't even know how to use Twitter, and B, you know, that's a big jump, you know, from 15 to 220 and, like, being on the show for an hour or so. But it's always been good. And, you know, if you're... Uh, if you're a young comic out there and your hope is to get on the Bob and Tom show, um, you know, it'll happen. You know, obviously you're going to want to try to get a booking at one of the clubs in Indianapolis will be your best uh, option to get in there. But uh, I will tell you, Mondays and Tuesdays is probably your best option to try to get on the show because, you know, the comedy clubs down there, they all run Wednesday to Saturday or Thursday to Saturday. So uh, Thursday and Friday are just jam-packed with comedians. Um, Wednesday's pretty busy, but, you know, Monday and Tuesday, they find it hard to get people. So you probably have a better chance of getting on there Monday or Tuesday if you're driving through Indianapolis. But, uh, yeah, it's been a fun time. I think I got featured on one of their comedy albums, and uh, my visits on the show regularly run in the the best of the Bob and Tom through the holidays and their off weeks and stuff. So it's uh, it's been an amazing thing for my career, and and God bless those guys, and hopefully it keeps going for a long time to come. But uh, so this is. Uh, this has been the show. Hope you guys enjoy it. The podcast is now available on Stitcher, and uh, it's also available on Tuned In. If you're on those services, you can also get it at Podbean and iTunes. Um, check out uh, my Facebook and Twitter. Twitter is at the Mark Poulos. Uh, Facebook is just Mark Poulos comedian. And always you can get to everything off my website, which is largedrunkman.com. And uh, thank you so much for tuning in. God bless you. And uh, tune in next time when we talk about who knows. Ladies and gentlemen, the winner of this podcast and new intercontinental podcast champion, Mark Pools.